So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, and welcome to 90 Day Fiance K. I'm Mr. O, and today, Ms. H and I will be discussing Season 6, Tell All Part 2 of Before the 90 Days. In this episode, we hear what happened with Riley, Violet, and the pregnancy. Christian feels attacked, but he can always turn to his Steiners for advice. Gino and Jasmine talk over their prenup. Amanda reluctantly reveals her post-Rosvan activities, and Tyree finally hears what his catfish has to say. Since this is the final episode of the season, we'll end with our power rankings of the main cast. All right, thanks for listening. Stay safe and enjoy. Hello, Mr. O. Hello, Miss H. How are you today? Uh, I'm not doing too bad. It's a whole, this is one of my weird five-day weeks at the beginning of the year, so. Oh, okay. One of them. We just have, we talked about it last week, we have such different weird years where my, I have all these random days off at the beginning of the year that I don't need, but. Yeah, October's a slog for us, so I don't really have anything going on in October. So we're just going to trudge on, just like we're trudging on with part two of this tell-all. So let's go ahead and start where we left off in the first tell-all, and that was with Mm -hmm. Riley and Violet. So in response to the question if she's still pregnant, Violet says that she was not in good health and she's old, so she lost the baby. Violet says that she didn't get an abortion, she lost the baby, and she is in tears. Riley is having a hard time emotionally attaching to it, as he says. Mm -hmm. Tiffany, Riley's friend who's still on stage, says as a woman, she can understand where Violet is coming from, and she believes it could have actually been Riley's baby. Uh, Violet says in Vietnamese culture that it's better to have both parents, so that's the reason why she's trying to lock down Riley. Riley says that he just needs to understand, accept, and move on. Sean asks what's next for him, and Riley reveals that Violet is coming to the U.S. on a tourist visa. They are going to, as he puts it, hug it out. Tiffany says that she can see them getting back together again. Riley says that he doesn't necessarily see them getting back together, but he says, if it's God's will, he says it's more like leaving a crack of a door or window open just to show Violet he doesn't hate her. Riley tells everyone backstage that he had brought a ring to Vietnam and he was prepared to give it to her because he didn't want to have any regrets. But now he says that he uh, has dealt with her lies for years and he says that he tried to communicate and try to build something and things really could have gone better. So I was kind of confused by this because it certainly seems like Riley is open to reconciliation, but then he kind of goes back and is like, she's a liar. Why would I want to deal with that? I don't know. She is a liar. Why would you want to deal with that? Why is he even meeting her? I don't understand at all. I don't like get this guy's it an idiot. Like, yeah, I think he wants to be sound tough. Like, oh, I know she's a liar. She's not going to do it. But also is like, but I might still get laid. Hmm. Which God. is dumb because look what happened last time he got laid. Like this right. is the worst choice ever. Like, I don't know. I, I could not understand why she's coming to the U.S. Why, I just never understand anything that either of these people are doing. That's None of true. it ever makes any sense. And I was like, why? Right. What? What's going on? Like, yeah. Like, why would you go on a tourist visa just to see the U.S. at this point? And are they going to be, you know, staying with one another? And... Riley lives in like the DC, like DMV area, he right? Lives in, I think he lives in Stroudsburg, which is like the Poconos. Like, okay. Oh, the, in New York? Uh, it's Pennsylvania. Um, oh, okay. Like the Pennsylvania part closer to New York than like, you know, like northeastern Pennsylvania, like where okay. Scranton is. Um, but like, not exactly when people come from Asia to go to the US, you're like, you right. know what I want to see? The Poconos. In the summer, like it's a ski area too. Like it's like this is weird. Yeah, that's all very odd to me. Yeah, it just it just seems really odd because it's like, what is Violet trying to do? You right. know, what is she trying to do? She has kids, and granted, her kids are a little bit older, so you know they're almost of adult age. But it's like, what are you gonna do? Have this long distance thing with Riley again? Like he doesn't actually want to be with you. I, I'm just so confused. She, she, but she, she's the same way. She's always like, well, I don't like him. He's kind of a liar and he doesn't trust me. But if he wants something else, then I'm going to like chase him and think she just, she seems super scammy. Like it just, everything she does, every time I'm like, I don't understand what you're doing. I don't understand what you're getting at. It's like, that sounds like a scam. Like everything she does sounds like a scam. 
Yeah. Um, which brings us to like Riley, who, I, how did he put it? He didn't put it, but put it about moving on or something, but you're like, he was like, oh, I just don't know how to feel, which is like, I think that was him being diplomatic and not saying, I don't think she was ever pregnant. I think that's what just happened here. I think she yeah. was lying about the whole thing. Right. And just knowing you can't say that out loud on TV. <laughs> like right. He's not so dumb, but he knows you can't just accuse a woman of making up a pregnancy. But he really yeah. thinks she made up a pregnancy. Yeah. But I mean, but uh, once again, to what end? She doesn't even seem like she liked him enough to like, you know, get married to him unless she was like knocked up. But I don't know. But then why did she go over there in the first place to have sex with him like low key? You I know, know while a, no one was paying we, attention. We talked to. about it on the screen together. She looked the entire time like she hated this guy's oh, guts. Oh yeah, yeah. And then you just find out. Oh yeah, and she came back to my hotel room and we banged. Like why? What? She yeah. hates you. Why would she do that? It's right. Everything that either of these people do just confuses the hell out of me. It makes me think like they're. I don't know what the game is. I don't know what the scam is. But this is not above board. This is right. not on the level. Yeah. Uh, well, there was another scam, right, with uh, Tyree? Oh, yeah. So I guess we'll go to Tyree. Uh, so they actually wait, and we were skipping ahead because they literally waited as long as they could in the show to get to Tyree. He was the last person they talked to. Oh, um, so they start by asking him what it was like to meet the woman from the pictures, you know, when he actually met Carmela or whatever in Denver. And he says it was weird having to transition his head from like this being the person I was in love with to actually know this is just a total stranger. So he admits that he ignored all the red flags and he says that he second guessed everything but was caught up and I guess he was just gaslighting himself. So they bring in the producer. That's like the special guest for him. Um, and this is the producer who like did the detective work and was trying to cut, track down Carmela for the story. So her name is Amelia. So when Amelia was trying to get in touch with Carmela, you know, things were just not adding up. And so Amelia stayed persistent and that ended up with an email from Christian saying that he needed to come clean. So Sean says that they have the audio, which we already knew they have because they kept threatening to play it all season long, of Amelia's call with Christian. And they listened to it, um, even though Tyree couldn't bring himself to do it before. So the, the well, I will say it's very confusing because there's multiple Christians. Let's say Catfish Christian said this started five years ago and they were, you know, him and his buddies, him and his friend were on the lookout for an American man to, you know, get on the hook and get him to send the money. So he said that Tyree has sent about two or $3,000 for the entire relationship. And for Catfish Christian, it's really, it wasn't anything special. It was just about the money. So he feels bad that it got all the way to the point where Tyree was visiting Barbados, but Eh, he needed clothes and a cell phone. And so, you know, he got Tyree to come to Barbados for a bag drop, basically. So Christian uh, says that he did see Tyree when he was there. Um, and, you know, they asked, well, what did you think of him? He was like, eh, I just thought he was an idiot. He was a stupid American. So sad. Yeah. So um, the Christian on stage, you know, starts talking a big game at this point, you know, trash talking, you know, the catfish christian and he's never gonna hear anything anyone said on stage i promise mm. um so jasmine joins in and says she wants to punch catfish christian in the face so amelia says that the most disturbing and scary part to her was that like he was being watched by the guy that was catfishing him it was very creepy um anyway sean says that they dug up the new phone number for catfish and they call him now they said oh so it's okay if we call tyree and tyree agrees so then the phone rings and rings and like they go to a break and then they get a voicemail. A voicemail where Riley leaves the message, we're going to get you, motherfucker. So anyway, afterward, they ask they ask Tyree for the thing that concern, what, what, what's most concerning about everything that happened. And he was like, eh, probably the dick pics that I sent. That was uh, oh, not great. And they're like, well, was your face even in him? He was like, yeah. So he's he, he was worried that they were gonna, somebody was going to try to blackmail him with them. But now since he's already been on TV and everything and people nobody's done that, He's a little bit less worried. So they ask uh, what his message is for Catfish Christian. And he says, you know, he's just going to take the Misha Nikola route and just pray for him. So as a goodbye, they ask if he's single and looking. And he says, uh, I'm single, but I have way too much self-healing to do to be looking. Um, so, I mean, that was all that. I mean, it was in general sad. Um, but I don't know. I guess I guess the thing was, what did you think about the castmates? Like, 
really being like, I'm going to punch this guy in the face. Like, yeah, I don't know. It was just really, really sad. The whole like, it's easy to kind of talk a big game yes. when you literally have no idea who this person is. You have no idea how to make punching someone in the face happen. <laughs> um, you know, it's just them right. trying to be supportive, you know, to Tyree. And I feel really bad for him that because it was just cruel, you know, mm -hmm. like the way he said stupid American like that just it felt really cruel. And like, I don't feel that bad for him because he's right in that he ignored all of the warning signs and some pretty obvious ones. Um, but I think like just in general, you know, maybe having a rule for yourself, like I should actually see this person have some proof of life. Mm -hmm. Proof of concept before right. I start giving them anything, you know, For the sure. fact that you're going to blindly give this person like, I would never say this, you know, to his face. Not that the guy was saying it to his face, but I would probably think, yeah, this guy is, isn't so smart. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I mean, it, he wasn't making smart decisions. We can no. at least say it that way. Right. Yeah. And not without it, without a value judgment on his general intelligence as a person right. is whatever it was. His low self-esteem or something, something had him making bad decisions um, when, yeah. when it came to this. And like, yeah, so it's, it is like, it is tough, right? And it is tough because like, man, remember how much this season and they really didn't, it was just so sad that nobody could get through to him. Not even get through to him, but like, yeah, because he was saying things like, well, I feel like maybe... Uh, that was like her. Remember, he was like he he had a theory where it was like her boyfriend found yeah, out right, and wanted yeah. it. Like it was like just just sad like coping like that that was going yeah. on. But I'm saying in in terms of, but it was not particularly interesting TV because the other cast just felt so bad for him. But they're like, well, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna like give yeah. the guy a hard time for doing stupid things like you do to some of the other people because it's just like to what end? This is just sad. Right. Right. Uh, okay, so uh, let's talk a uh, happier note, maybe. Well, <laughs> depends on how you really see it. But let's talk about David and Sheila, because theirs mm -hmm. was pretty short. They're mostly happy together, but, you know, their circumstances aren't that great. Uh, Sheila updates us that she has opened a small store for chips and coffee that she's called Sheila and David's Sorry Sorry Store. In a never-before-seen footage, David meets with an immigration lawyer because Sheila wants to get married in November. Then after, he, they all think that her and John Real can come back with him. The immigration lawyer, uh, and he says it will be a longer process if they get married. A fiancé visa is taking about two years, whereas a marriage visa is taking three to four years. David is so disappointed in this timeline, and he's worried how he's going to tell Sheila, given all the hardships she's experienced of recent. She, he video calls Sheila to break the news. Sheila actually takes the news okay as David cries. Sheila says that she can wait as long as their relationship is strong. David has submitted the paperwork for the K-1 visa. David was able to fix the family home and they've built a brand new home, which is important for him to see that they are living in a much safer space. Sheila is happy about the new house and she feels lucky to have a supportive fiance. David has been working two jobs where he says he works close to 85 hours a week. David texts and calls her from work. That's how they stay in touch since he works so much. Later, we get a recap of Sheila's extreme jealousy over Amy, the interpreter. David says that it's impossible Amy learned sign language in a month mm -hmm. and says it breaks his heart that Sheila was so upset over Amy. David is then asked to rate Sheila's signing and gives her like a two or a three. And she kind of more or less, you know, agrees. Sean then talks about their discussions over sex. We then get David signing about sex, including different positions, explosions, you know. He's now teaching everyone signs, including take off your hat and I'll give you a blowjob for Jasmine. <laughs> and, uh, you know, other multiple sex positions, including something that looked like scissoring for Statler. So uh, for the most part, I would say theirs was a very short update. They're fairly straightforward couple. There wasn't really too much 
uh, drama that was between the two of them. A lot of the right. drama was, you know, just their circumstances mm-hmm. and situations. And I, I, I am looking forward to seeing this couple. They're gonna be brought back, right? To Ninety Day Fiance. <sighs> you hope so, yeah. I mean. This show is going to be running for years, I feel like. So yeah. it might be a couple years, but this this couple is definitely going to yeah. be on it. Yeah. I mean, I think I had – there was a couple like things that got me. The idea that this, the K-1 like fiancé visa was like half yeah. the time, that's wild. That's crazy to me. That doesn't make any sense other than – um, the only thing that I can think of is that they have a set number for every kind of visa, right? So let's just say like they can issue ten thousand a year for K one, ten thousand a year for H one. Mm-hmm. Well, that's just, not just, just, day one. I mean, I, 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 yeah, I think it's a tra- it's, it has to be a traffic issue because there's no yeah. way like if I was going to prioritize, well, who gets to bring their their significant yeah. other over? I'm gonna be like, oh, the ones that are married. I'm like, the one, no, the ones that are married. That that yeah, like that I makes more sense. So. Um, but yeah, if it, it, I think there might just be like, oh, there's such a higher number of applications that it's taking longer to process those well, ones. Well, also because I feel that a lot of people had the same idea, you know, as David and Sheila. Oh, it'll be faster if we get married. So right. these people that haven't consulted with any immigration lawyers don't really know the timeline. And they think, oh, like I'm thinking Angela and Michael, right? Mm-hmm. They thought for sure if they got married that it would be faster. And so just like I was saying about, you know, I think there's X number of visas of every type every year being issued. And so it's like now you have this influx of people who, you know, think it's going to be faster getting married when in reality it's like no one's in that line. So it actually is faster to do the K-1 line. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, And I wonder if it makes a difference if you get married. Is it an American marriage? Did you get married in the States? Did you get married in the other country? Like, well, I wonder if that changes things. I'm sure, but it would be difficult for some of them to get married in the U.S. in the first place because they can't get here. Yeah, for some of the people we've seen, if it was the thing yeah. was if it because but like on the other way, you know, mm-hmm. we have the people from Western Europe, like what's her face from um, the Netherlands or whatever or Sweden. Yeah. She just she, she's here. She was visiting the whole time. Right. It's right. like, um, yeah. So and and yeah, and Violet's going to be here. She's going to do on that. a visitor visa. Yeah. I don't know. There's some kind of rule about like you can't get married when you're visiting. <laughs> I don't know. I'm curious as to what it is. Well, but- you know, the thing is, is you would still have to apply for like a marriage license and they probably are not going to be so kindly if nah, to fair. issue you yeah. a marriage license if they're seeing like you're not a resident of this mm-hmm. country. Right. And you're just here on a visitor visa. They're going to be like, mm, yeah, that might be true. Not. Might be hard to get the marriage license that that might be the that might be the fly in the ointment there. Um, yeah. But the other thing is, I feel like they 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 were so desperate for drama with these two that they like yeah. added in extra drama. I, like because they asked like, oh, have you been talking? Have you talked to Amy since you got back? Right. And, and like, he's oh, like, yeah, no, no. He's like, no, absolutely. But I I really feel like they asked that question and they told the interpreters, to, like, wait, 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 wait. Okay, now you can sign in. <laughs> so he oh wouldn't be able to gosh. answer because <laughs> I feel like as soon as he got the question, he was like, no, no, of course not. No, 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 no. Yeah, I know. Well, the uh, other two couples that we really covered really had no, you know, shortage of drama. So let's start off with Rasvin and Amanda. So Rasvin, I made fun of this shirt last week because it's just so obnoxious. But he claims he's taking a striptease class, which is why he's wearing that sheer shirt. Taking a striptease class or teaching a striptease class? I don't know what it was. Something with striptease. I was like, okay, at least the shirt makes sense. Not that I support it anyway. It still makes me feel uncomfortable. But uh, he didn't realize the show was going to take this long. Amanda reveals that they are now broken up. They lasted about two or three weeks after Amanda came home before they actually broke up. Amanda says that Rasvin was focused on his career and he says that he needed to be single. Riley thinks it's really convenient that Rasvin rejected Amanda after she figured out what she wanted. Christian sticks up for Rasvin. Oh, God. Which uh, I don't, of all the people. Not the person not you, you want sticking up for you. <laughs> saying that he thought Rasvin was too nice and maybe held back on how he really felt for the sake of peace. Jasmine wonders if Amanda thinks she was mean to Rasvin and if she knows deep down that's why he broke up with her. Amanda doesn't think she was mean to him so much as she was sarcastic and the people she is with need to have a thick skin. She doesn't think he understood her sarcasm all the time. 
Jasmine maintains that Amanda was mean to Razvin, and Amanda defends herself, saying that she was just processing her emotions. Amanda says that Jasmine doesn't know her, so shut the fuck up. Jasmine says she has nothing to say and that people are welcome to draw their own conclusions. Amanda says that she took everything seriously. Amber, Amanda's sister, joins them to say that she was not surprised by the breakup because it seems that they fought all the time. Amber says that, you know, Rasmin should have told Amanda before she visited that he wanted to focus on his career if that really were the case. Riley also thinks that Rasmin decided this after he slept with her. Amanda thinks that Rasmin can be controlling. Amber says that there were reasons he had the rules, like for Amanda's social media interactions, and Amanda keeps telling her to relax because it's very clear she's trying to get Amber to shut up and not <laughs> spill the beans. So apparently he had rules. Uh, um, oh, sorry. Sean asks her what those reasons were, and then Amber then holds back because she says that she doesn't want to piss off her sister by revealing too much. But then she reveals too much. She then says that there was a guy Amanda was good friends with that Rasmin didn't want her talking to. And it was romantic for maybe a hot second. Amanda doesn't think it was ever romantic, but maybe it was anything. It was flirtatious. Rasvin had suspicions about this other guy, but Amanda always denied it and admits that Amber kind of spilled the beans. Amanda says that she would talk about her relationship with Rasvin with this other guy. They then see a clip of the signs that their relationship was doomed, including Rasvin saying that he always wanted to move to the U.S. and that he only told Amanda he didn't want to have kids because he didn't want his uh, needs to be an obstacle in their relationship. So then Sean brings up that Rasvin has a visitor's visa. He's planning on moving here on an artist visa eventually. He wants to visit Amanda and give her give their relationship another shot. He actually had asked Amanda if he could stay with her, and Amanda said absolutely not. Rasvin says that they will take little steps, and he will always be there if she needs him. Okay, so it kind of sounds like Rasvin is open to a reconciliation, and that that was the reason why he was blaming, you know, his... Uh, you know, single, like, I just want to focus on my career and, uh -huh. you know, and so it's like not nothing personal, you know, like if this were a different point in time, if I was in a different place in life, we would still be together. And so sure. it seems like he's still kind of playing that card. Why do you think he is really trying to keep the door open? I honestly, I kind of agree with Jasmine in this, like. You know, even Amanda admitted, like, maybe he didn't always get my sarcasm. Yeah, because you came off as mean. It was mean. Yeah. Like, so, okay, that, okay, so, and I'll back up with the sarcasm, right? I mean, yeah, like, the idea that Amanda was like, I wasn't mean is right. a lie. She was right. super fucking mean. And yeah. sarcasm, being sarcastic to your significant other is mean. That's yeah. being mean. Like, they literally tell you when we're in teacher training, whatever you fucking do, don't try sarcasm on the kids. It's oh, just mean, right? Yeah. And it's like, it, so it, it, it's one of those things. And then so she does that. And I was like, well, I was processing my emotions. And I was like, that doesn't mean you weren't being mean. Right. <laughs> like, you right. can be like, I have an excuse for being mean. You were still mean. You were right. really mean. And you're mean now. And you're mean when this interview is over you're just a mean person like she yeah. is a mean mean person um yeah she's because, definitely not my favorite because at the end of this like we didn't even get into that because like at the end when we go to the interview she's like oh i didn't want to tell rosman on stage but i'm i'm seeing somebody like yeah. what the fuck like and and you you lead this guy on, let him know that there's still a chance. Well, maybe we will meet. Maybe even though you know, goddamn well, you're just also, you're still being mean. Like what right. are you doing? Uh, yeah. She just she strikes me as one of those people that posts on their Facebook the if you can't handle me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. And oh, it's gosh. like, well, then nobody does. Get out of here. Like <laughs> nobody's supposed to handle you. Your certificate governor's not supposed to handle you. Get the fuck out of here. Ugh. Oh, uh, I have a feeling that our uh, bottom is going to look the same. <laughs> yeah, we have power rankings today because this is the last episode. So <laughs> I don't disagree with anything that you said. <laughs> yeah, she's just terrible. I don't understand this. I don't understand like why you would want to be the one to go back, you know, and that's what always confuses me. You know, like I can understand if you're the one being broken up with. 
um, that, you know, maybe you're like, oh, well, maybe they'll change their mind. And why would anyone like go in there like, oh, I'm going to break up with this person, but they're an option for later. Like, I would revisit that. It's like, why? No. I, yeah, I don't. It kind of keeping them around that way yeah. for sure. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's messed up. I mean, and, but I mean, at the end of the day, Verazvin, I think of all the people, I mean, he's the social media savviest. Yeah. And to the social media buzz on the two of them is Rosvin's actually way sweeter than I thought he was. And Amanda's super mean. So yeah. if they get back together, if he can stay on the show and he keeps getting the good edit and she's getting the bad, like she's the mm -hmm. bad guy, that's all good for him and his social media and his, which is literally how the man makes a living. Right. Right. Yeah. He needs to get more people on Instagram. He needs to get people doing his striptease classes and stuff like <laughs> that. And Staying on the show is probably not a bad way to increase your clientele. So I I do think that he's opening it up for like more storylines where we get to film again. Yeah, he needs to be like, uh, what's his face? Kimbali and Usman. Usman. Yeah, he, he needs to be like another Usman. One. Just find another one. It's fine. There's find like a million, there's mean, a million girls that we wind girl. up, you know, trying is, to. Is I don't know if he can find somebody that's going to be as disliked as Amanda was. Like she is top tier. For disliked people on the show. I feel like, yeah. especially on their first time through, I feel like, like Anfisa was up there for a while as being like this disliked, but oh, then, yeah. right. But she kind of had like a little bit of renaissance because people were just like, it was transactional and she was asking for the transaction. Like, right. I don't know what Amanda's asking for. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know. I don't know if we'll ever know. Yeah. I kind of hope we don't see her again ever. Yeah. Right. But that's those are the people they keep bringing back, like the p other people they're bringing back, and that's Gino and Jasmine. Yeah. So, again, we the first time we heard from them was like you said during David and Sheila's segment where she got figured out how to sign, take your hat mm -hmm. off, and I'll give you a blowjob. Um, and we come back to them later to talk about their prenup. So they show us the recap of their fight over the prenup and the resolution, including the part um, when Jasmine says after their conversation and interview that. She would have signed it, but now she doesn't have to because Gino backed out. So Jasmine insists that she thought the purpose of the prenup, that the whole purpose of Gino even bringing up the prenup was for him to be able to leave her unprotected if they ever broke up. And Sean asks if Gino had asked his ex to sign a prenup. He says no, but that's because they both had their own money. So why would I need a prenup? She wasn't going to try to take everything from me. Um, so they turn to Jasmine asking about the will that she asked for because she thinks the family won't take care of her. And she still doesn't know if they're going to because she hasn't met the family yet. Uh, but Gino thinks, whatever, they're my family and now you're their family, so they'll treat you well. So at this point, Misha jumps in to take Jasmine's side, saying that the prenup, of course, is going to put somebody on guard um, because he's essentially telling her that when I decide this is over, I'm leaving and I'm taking everything with me. <laughs> so Sean moves on for some more inappropriate sex talk, starting with jasmine's vagina tightening that i forgot she did oh, gosh. Um, and their wild night together in the hotel with the golden shower which is definitely i mean just to put in perspective how wild and crazy that was even statler hasn't done that before <laughs> so christian chimes in because wait he's grossed out because she was like they talked about it and it definitely involved peeing in the jacuzzi and he's like wait wait, wait you pissed in the jacuzzi Gosh. Stop, wait, wait. And that's Jasmine's warning to everyone that you shouldn't do anything in hotels because they're nasty as hell. So they asked Jasmine about her vaginal rejuvenation, which she kind of says she regrets getting because it was very painful. So they ask if they've had sex since she's had the procedure and they've tried, but I guess they over rejuvenated her and it's too tight. So I don't need to know oh, any more about that. Um, <laughs> So Nico has a suggestion for them, though. He comes out of nowhere and he says, well, you know, you've tried all this sex stuff and these these earthly things to become closer to each other. Have you tried Jesus? Oh, God. <laughs> and uh, Jasmine's like, my mom is Catholic, too. So uh, I've definitely heard that suggestion before, but maybe I'll pray for more sex. <laughs> so <laughs> then they get away from that. They get away and, you know, um, from that and ask how where are things going on from here? So Jasmine is brought to tears over missing her family. It's much more difficult being here than she thought. So Gino says that he and Jasmine are still in love. This is backstage after they cut. Um, but a lot of things kind of came out of here out of, out of a tell-all. So it doesn't matter all that much because their 90-day clock is already running and they're going to do that. 
So Jasmine hopes they're going to get some get busy in some other way tonight too. But I mean, we will most likely see these two again next week um, because yeah. they are the returning couple for ninety days. So I mean, I feel like their sex stuff is always just to uh, put it out there. But I would say this, and we'll kind of do this as a broad thing. I thought Jasmine was like, why is the Jasmine of the tell-all so much more put together than the Jasmine of a show? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I appreciated, like, she was kind to other people. Um, She didn't come in there like, you know, some people are just like, you know, you're Angela's where you're just like, yeah, you're looking to start a fight. And she has that personality for sure where she's just like going in like, I'm going to be, you know, attack other people before they can attack me kind of vibe. Mm -hmm. But like even with, you know, Nico, like saying like, oh, yeah, my mom says things like that. Okay, maybe I will take your advice. And like, I thought it was very kind of her Mm -hmm. to just kind of entertain people like what they're saying. I thought the best of it, we just talked about it was the um, was her exchange with Amanda. Like Amanda did not know who she was dealing with. Amanda thought she was dealing with Angela and thought if I said, why don't you mind your fucking business that this lady's going to explode on me and go crazy. And now she's going to look at the bad guy. And Jasmine just more or less gave her a, oh, bless your heart. Right. (laughs) She was just like, okay, well, you know, people can draw their own conclusions. Like (laughs) it's basically, so basically like, you're the bitch without me having to say you're the bitch and everybody else right. will get that. Everybody else is going to get that. Right. Because you're the one who just said, fuck you. And I said, well, you know. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was pretty savvy of her for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and so it's just, I, but where is this Jasmine? I don't I, know. During the season, where is it when she's literally talking to, she's like this. I feel like when she's talking to anybody except Gino. Yeah. Well, Gino's infuriating. So, well, you know. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of infuriating, oh gosh, <laughs> <Right>. Christian, <laughs> Christian, Christian. All the Christians on this season are awful. Yeah. So it ends up that Cleo has come to visit Christian and stayed with him for a whole month in Minnesota. There, Cleo met all the women in Christian's mm-hmm. family, and he says that everybody loves her. Cleo felt like a part of the family, and they had an amazing time. Sean asks why Cleo only met the women in the family, and Christian says it's because the men in his family weren't accepting of the fact that Cleo was trans, and he wanted to shield Cleo from all of that. Cleo says that she's no stranger to rejection and hatred, so she appreciates Christian's decision. Jane, Cleo's friend, tells us that she is still concerned and she thinks that Christian is selfish and doesn't really listen to Cleo. Cleo thinks that they are on the verge of being able to understand one another. Christian says that he has made changes when Cleo does express concern. Jane brings up that he's still chatting up random women and inviting them over. She knows because Cleo has suspicions and has confided in her. Cleo says that there was only one incident and things are better now. When asked what the incident is, it's pretty (sighs) obvious that Cleo is avoiding the answer. So Christian jumps in and says he'll tell everyone what she's talking about. Christian says that he has a Discord server called Steiner's Anonymous. Oh, my God. This just gets worse. Every sentence he says makes it worse. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. And there was someone who joined who seemed to be interested in Christian. She told him he was cute. And Christian just says, thank you. Christian says he casts a wide net for friendship. Once again, he doesn't feel like he was doing anything wrong. And he only feels like he did something wrong because of how it affected Cleo. Riley points out that that is the wrong answer. And Amanda (laughs) suggests that he, he admit he did something wrong and just he'll do better. Christian still maintains that he just doesn't see it. We then get extended footage of when Christian t- uh, was talking to random people. Mm-hmm. He described himself as a wolf oh on God. the prowl. So we then get extended oh. footage of his interaction with the Thanksgiving woman, which includes an explanation of Steiner's, his Discord server, which basically is code for getting laid. And of course, he came up with it along with his friends. So Cleo says a lot of boundaries were crossed after watching that clip. Rasmin asks what he's doing out at bars anyway, and Christian says that he craves being around people. Cleo worries that his constant need for attention means that she'll never be enough for him, and Christian tries to reassure her. Christian tries to defend his wolf on the prowl comment, saying it was taken out of context. 
He then says nothing he did was flirty. He says that he's just there to have fun and be social. The women are just not accepting his that's just me defense. And they think it's an excuse to be a shitty boyfriend. Mm hmm. Okay, so then production brings out the American woman he met at the bar to get (laughs) her thoughts on how Christian came off. So we find out that this lady's name is Deborah. She's welcomed to the stage and she greets Cleo, but not really Christian. Deborah says that she had not known if she had not known that there was a girlfriend in the mix, she would have 100 percent thought he was flirting. Tyree then sticks up for Christian, which is like, why, Tyree? Come on. Keep your hands clean. You know, you're you're almost making it out with some sympathy here, Uh, saying he just seems like a friendly guy. Jasmine then says she's met her fair share of Christians in the world who Mm -hmm. start up conversations with her. And she just says it's to fish. And Christian Mm -hmm. thinks that she's a hypocrite and he tries to take the heat off of himself by bringing up Dane and says what she did is way worse. Amanda then sticks up for Jasmine, saying that she thinks he only wants to show he can still attract other women and that he's still got it. All the women on stage and a couple on video chat say <laughs> that he's a huge narcissist. Deborah yeah. says that if his girlfriend told him how uncomfortable it made her, he should respect her wishes and tread very lightly in any conversation with the opposite sex. Looking back on the conversation, Deborah feels like he disrespected Cleo, and Christian defends himself, saying that this was a new thing and it was going to be hard to change his entire personality. He feels like he's being attacked. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Dempsey points out that he keeps attacking anyone who tries to give him constructive criticism or talk or he ends up talking for Cleo. Jasmine tells Cleo that just because she's sweet doesn't mean she can't stand up for herself. Misha then asks if Christian weren't to ever change and is acting like she's just seen, would Cleo be happy with him? Christian tries to speak for Cleo again, saying no, she wouldn't be. And everyone jumps on him to just let her speak. Cleo says she's not going to stand for that kind of behavior. Christian wants Cleo to come back to the U.S. and then he asks her to pretty much marry him. And Statler very clearly shakes her head like, no, don't do it. He then says, no, 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 this isn't an official proposal that he would want to do it in person. Riley mutters that he's so awkward. (laughs) Cleo says that she loves him, but she wants them to be in a better place. Christian says it will be happening, this proposal, the next time he sees her. Backstage, Jasmine points out that even though they both have no intention of cheating, You know, she's talking to Christian about this. They both need to consider their partner's feelings, which once again, like, shows that Jasmine's, like, very level-headed at this Mm -hmm. tell-all, which is not the same version of Jasmine we've been getting. All right, so what part of this tell-all infuriated you the most about Christian? Because there's so many things. It's so many things. He is... Okay, so I don't know if he said it. He said it kind of at the beginning of last time, and it goes into what this whole thing is with him why it's so infuriating because last time he said before we started i just feel like everybody thinks i'm like just this playboy and i'm like stop stop nobody (laughs) thinks you're a playboy everybody thinks you're a fucking creep like there's a difference between those two i need you to understand that there's a difference between a playboy and a creep because you're a creep people like playboys they're entertaining they're like you know sociable and charismatic and they're fun to be around even if you're not sleeping with them you are not (laughs) you are just a creep As evidenced by this Steiner's thing. What the? Oh, God. Yeah. Like, and there's more to it. There's a hundred percent more to it because the way he said it, and we'll get to it, kind of segues me into his whole conversation with Deborah. Right. Yeah. Because his conversation with Deborah, he was like, he was like, well, you know, it's just my my discourse. It's It's a group of, like-minded individuals. Like that's how you describe a KKK rally. What the shit are you talking about? (laughs) Like, yes, those are like-minded yeah. individuals. What kind – like-minded over what? What topics here? I mean, my suspicion is that it's probably some weird, like, pickup artist group that right. are just creepy as hell talking about all the girls are trying to bang. Yeah, but that's also weird too because then it's like he's saying that there's women in this group too, right? Because that's how he ended up with someone hitting on him in this Discord well, group. Well, and that would make sense because why would she come into the Discord except to flirt and hit on the guys who are all out here trying to get some? 
right? Yeah. Easy way in if that's what you're looking for, right? And I don't know, because he invites everybody to it. He gets everybody's socials when he's out. He's oh, just God. Weird creep. And like, it's infuriating too that he's like, he says repeatedly, I just don't see this as flirting. I'm just being nice. And then right. they show us a video in which within five minutes, he's talking to a stranger about the weird slang word they came up with for having sex. And it's yeah. like, that's how is that not flirting? Like, what are you doing? Right. Who do you talk to like, oh, yeah, I just have friendly conversations where I talk about like, you know, boning people and and, and getting laid and getting some stein. Like, what, what what kind of person are you that says Ugh. this isn't flirting? You're what? Yeah, it does. It. I think that was the most infuriating part to me, too, is the, I don't know why everybody says I'm doing something wrong. Like, what am I doing that's wrong? It's just like, oh, my God. If everybody thinks you're doing something wrong, you're probably doing something wrong. There was not a single person other than Tyree who defended him. Everyone thought he was disgusting. Mm -hmm. Like every woman there thought he was disgusting. And then even like Riley kind of throw him in there. Gino had zero reaction to any of this, but (laughs) you know, but it's just like, and David too, but it's just like everyone either had very neutral reactions or like Dempsey Dempsey specifically was like, looked like she was physically going to retch at everything he was saying. She was like this guy. Oh my God. Because like, and and, and his just weird conflating of like, I am a pretty extroverted person, right? I go, I go out and I am in groups and we do things and things that go out. Never am I talking about getting some stein with people like, in that context, it's weird. And we keep bringing up the fact, and yes, it might be editing, right? That they never acknowledge that it's like, it's always young women. Why yeah. is it always young women? Right, right. I mean, he really, if he believes what he's saying, he needs to take a good, hard look at himself, right? Right. The other thing, too, is like, at the end of the day, if he is as social as he says he is, how is being with someone like Cleo, who, who is needs yes, right, needs the it. opposite? Yeah. He she needs the opposite. She needs the solitude. She needs to be away from all the socialization. It's overwhelming to her. It's like, how is this the person you want to spend the rest of your life with? It seems like you would want to find someone who is as comfortable socially as you are. Yeah. And so, yeah, I don't know why he's trying to make it all like happen. I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's yeah. everything is, but then I don't know why she is trying to make it happen other than like, she's afraid she won't find somebody else. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. cause she, you're right. She was to the point where like when Deborah came in and said hi to her and didn't say, notably didn't say hi to Christian, like it took her a while to respond. She was like, oh, I'm sorry. I was disassociating. Like right. <laughs> she literally was like, yeah, this was too much for me. And I just like zoned out on purpose, yeah. like to not be part of this. And like, yeah. And he's just like, oh, I just like to have, wish, oh, people have a birthday. I'm going to jump in. It's like. <sighs> Why? Nobody wants you. No one invited you. Stop. It. I know. I know. And it's, it's so funny too, that like nobody called it because he kept saying like, Oh, I told her I was here with my girlfriend. Why would I be flirting with some girl if I was here with my girlfriend? It's like, because you're trying to get a threesome. Like, we know this oh, doesn't, doesn't exempt you from flirting with people. Ah. Yeah. He just, uh. And then at the end, what's the thing he said before they left? I feel vindicated. <laughs> like, what? In what, what tell were you on? <laughs> like, come on. <sighs> He is so delusional. It just, oh, it, that's also infuriating, right? Yeah, for sure. Like, wh- where were you? Because everybody hates you. <laughs> yeah. Like, everybody, no, the only person on your, who was on your side, the only person who believes a goddamn thing you said was the person who got catfished. <laughs> right. Tyree. <laughs> oh, I believe you're a friendly guy. Well, yeah, Tyree. You believed that this man you were talking to had a full on relationship with you. So. Yeah, that's very true. All right. So uh, that was the last of this episode, this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll probably see some of these people again. I mean, other than Gino Jasmine, we'll literally see them next week. Uh, so uh, it's time for power rankings. So I feel like we're going to have very similar at the top and at the bottom. Yeah, well, remains to be seen what's going yeah, on. Yeah, the, the middle. middle. Yeah, and there might be some shifting too. Uh, who did you have as number one? Uh, David. 
I had David as well. Uh, I mean, there, was there anything to not like about this guy? Yeah. I, no. I don't think there was. No, every, every issue was completely manufactured. Yeah. Um, on his end. Like, he wasn't flirting with Amy. Like, he... No. Other than that, I don't know what else was supposed to be an issue with him. Like you said, their their whole story, all the obstacles were situational. Right, right. No, and he just is super thoughtful guy, you know, like just very sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So number one, David. Number two. Sheila. I know, right? <laughs> Same. She's also very sweet. I mean, the only reason why I put her a little bit lower is just because I feel like David was, you know, working so hard to provide for her and that just gave it like a little bit more for me, you know, like yeah, she's really I, all in in this relationship. I, I think she did have a little bit of a not great issue with her weird jealousy over Amy yeah. um, that was like, you know, resolved and everything, but it was like, eh. Right. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, it was crossing her streams. It wasn't like Mary level jealousy. Like oh, no, no, God, no, <laughs> no. But it definitely was more like a not a good look, but also yeah. not terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, OK, who was your number three? Uh, my number three was Dempsey. Uh, I also went Dempsey. <laughs> okay. I, I thought it would look the same at the top and probably at the bottom, too. Right. Uh, yeah, I went with Dempsey like Dempsey has been pretty level headed. The But I would say the reason why I put her a little bit lower is just how they decided to resolve things at the end. Yep. Yeah, just the uh, we decided that our official thing is to just both pretend we don't know, and yeah. we're going to move forward with that. Yeah, yeah like that's, that's, that's ridiculous. Not, that's not it. All right, uh, who is your number four? <laughs> uh, my number four was Rosvan. Okay. Um, and I don't know. He was okay. He was, I guess, part of the reason he's higher is because mm-hmm. he was surprisingly good. Like I expected yeah. to be like, oh, this guy's going to be garbage oh, at the right. beginning. Right. I was like for Instagram sure. model, but in terms of like, like I think. He mostly did a pretty good job with stuff and maybe some of the weird stuff they happened to the tell all the breakup maybe could have moved him a bit lower than this. But yes. I think he handled a pretty awful partner <laughs> reasonably well. Oh, and the I fact know, that I he got back agree. together with her actually is probably maybe should have moved him down a bit. Right, right. So I actually have him a little bit further down, but I, I agree with everything that you said. The reason why he's a little bit further down for me is simply because, you know, like he's claiming, you know, like, oh, I just want to be single and focus on my career. And I agree with uh, Amanda's sister Amber, like, if that's how you felt, you probably should have told her before she went out there. So it's just like you're lying to someone here. Yeah, I don't right. know. I feel like I feel like it's reasonable to feel like that. You tried out a relationship for a few months and we're like, no, nah, this isn't it. Especially when that person was a total bitch to you the entire time. You'd be like, nah, right. you know what was better than this? Was being single. I think I'll do that. I think I'd rather. I think it's all just a lie, you know. And he did have a couple of like, you know, I would consider more white lies to save people's feelings. But Mm -hmm. then one of them is kind of to me same, uh, you know, level of magnitude as Dempsey and Statler. It's like, sure, you know, just trying to save your relationship there by lying about kids. So my number four was actually Cleo. Okay, Uh, I thought she didn't really do anything wrong other than picking the the most idiotic person to like be partners really with convincing herself it's all that stuff it was like yeah oh just isn't he so i just I love him so much he's so good it's like is he though him? no he's awful him? yeah yeah right okay what about your number five so cleo was my number five okay uh so my number five was misha mm-hmm. uh i mean for the most part the things that I didn't really like about her so much was that she just seemed very like poised. Like this woman has been on television before, you know, she felt like she was portraying a certain image. She accomplished that. There was nothing like notably, um, you know, terrible uh, that she did or anything like that. But at the same time, I felt like it wasn't always entirely genuine. No, I I totally agree with that. It felt like, she was she is one of the few people that was that is able to manage to come off exactly how she wanted to look yeah before the season because she knows how this industry works before yeah. for sure. sure and she was my number 6 so it was right yeah. there yeah yeah mm-hmm. so my number 6 is Tyree like i mean how much can you hate someone for being idiotic uh you know but i just i do feel bad that his personal life was in such a way that he was so desperate to hold on to this lie because I feel like there was 
that, you know, you got that backstory that did make you feel more sympathetic to it. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, about halfway through, you kind of forget about it. But, you know, he was like taking care of his mom. Mm -hmm. He didn't really have too much of a social life outside of taking care of his family. And so, it, you know, he was certainly in a position where he was just desperate for someone to love him. Sure, sure. Um, so I have them a little bit lower than that. So yeah. um, my number seven is Statler. Okay. Um, just, I don't know, because the rest of the people are much worse. I wasn't a yeah. huge fan of her. I, she kind of, you know, replaces humor in terms of getting serious about stuff. She did this yeah. crazy move in thing. She wanted to push the relationship way too fast. Right. And I do kind of feel like she kind of, and we, you know, that's why Dempsey was a little bit lower, kind of. Not manipulated, but got her way at the end, right? Kind yeah. of did what she needed to get what she wanted to get from the very beginning. So, yeah, not my favorite. Um, interjecting sex stuff like too often, like yes, you know, un- unnecessarily, right? So not the greatest. Yeah, my number seven was Razvin, so I had him right about there. Mm-hmm. Um, so what was your number eight? My number eight was Tyre. I just okay. I dinged him a little bit more for not just buying the catfish at the beginning. But mm-hmm. by like maintaining all these elaborate oh, fictions yeah, as, it, as it became in, it, incontrovertibly clear that this was a catfish dude. Right. Uh, so my, my, my number eight was Statler. Okay. Uh, I mean, I found her annoying, if anything. Sure. I didn't think she did anything super awful other than just being really pushy and like trying to get her way all the time. Um you know, and that's kind of on Dempsey, I feel like, for not standing your ground if she really didn't want that. But, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. I just felt like Statler was just kind of pushy in a selfish way, but not sure. in a way where it was, like, controlling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get, I get that. Yeah. All right. How about your number nine? Uh, my number nine was Nico. And mine, um, too. Like, he's a know-it-all chauvinist yep. like i am man i teach woman and you are a dumb woman who must learn from me all the things god into oh every, god. Single every conversation sentence. yes 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 well yeah yeah like even to the point where it's like well put this mud on my leg well jesus says the bible the bible oh, tells gosh. us that the mud must go on the left leg first i'm like oh my god just it's just too much yeah. what i don't understand is why did this guy become a priest Right? I mean, he was, was, he's been celibate until his right? mid-40s anyway. Like, I don't understand. Like, it seems like priesthood would be right up his alley. Yeah, but then who can he mansplain the Bible to? We'll have to sit there and listen to him. Like, I think that's, like, what he wants is he wants that. I mean, you don't – I don't know if it's the same as if it's a congregation, right? You know, like the congregation that's half in, half out. He just loves mm-hmm. the idea of this one woman sitting there being like, oh, teach me, teach me, teach me. Like, I don't know. It's weird. And he is annoying. <laughs> yeah, he's very annoying. All right. Uh, okay. So I think we might match. Ten. Yeah, we have, the same, we have the same six left. Yeah. Yes. Going down. Uh, wait, six? There was I might 15. have missed a couple. There was 15 people. Oh, crap. Who did I miss? Well, I don't know. Uh, I suspect that you either missed Gino and Jasmine or Riley and nope. Violet. Uh, oh, Riley and Violet. I miss Riley and Violet. Give me a second to think about that for a second. Yeah. Okay. I think I can do it. Okay. okay. Who do you have is number 10, I guess, Rob? All right. So sticking with, and this is an important caveat that we are sticking solely with what happened on this season. Mm-hmm. I say Gino. Okay. I did too. Because he's yeah. annoying, no, but I not agree. as awful as he usually is. Right. Right. And I think the thing that made Gino so much worse, where I'm pretty sure he was probably at the very bottom the last time we saw him, was the leaking the sex. Yeah. Leaking the uh, sex things is just yeah, awful. Forever that's just awful. so, so awful. But I, do I think he redeemed himself this season? No. Did I think he made his situation any worse? Not really. So mm-hmm. that's yeah. why he's not in the upper half. But sure. Yeah. Exactly. I agree. All right. Who is your number 11? Uh, so my number 11, and this was, uh, I'll tell you right now, I put them back to back just because I didn't know. <sighs> it really depends on what actually happened. And we don't know mm-hmm. <laughs> is whether Riley and, it's Riley and Violet or Violet and then Riley yeah. um, in terms of what really happened here. But I feel like the whole time I was like, I'm on team nobody with these guys. Like yeah. they're both terrible. Um, yes. They're both deluding each other and trying to manipulate each other and controlling each other. It yes. just comes down to did 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 she fake a pregnancy or did he 
downplay a pregnancy and a miscarriage. Like one of those two mm-hmm. things happened and whichever one happened, that puts the other one, <laughs> that puts the one, one of them lower than the other one. Yeah. So what did you decide? Oh, you're just like. I'm just kind of going them as a pair. I, okay. If you, if you make me pick, I think she made it up and I think she's lower. Okay. So I went with, uh, let's forget all of that. Like, let's just focus on how they treated each other this season. And I went Violet above Riley because I felt like, you know, yeah, she was standoffish and I'm not saying she wasn't. Did she give off vibes that she was into him? No, but I feel like she was not the one who was constantly attacking the other. Uh, I feel like Riley was constantly accusing her of lying and constantly trying to get to the bottom of like, you know, this uh, profile lie. And it was just like so distracting. And it's just like, what is the point? And so that's fair. She saved her nastiness for text messages Mm -hmm. that we didn't. That, that it was like, so it didn't seem like, who is this person sending the text messages? Because that does not sound at all yeah. like the person that we saw on the screen. Right, right. Yeah, so that's why I have Violet above Riley, but I put them right next to each other, too. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, I think... That leaves us with the last three. I, I feel like we're going to be on the same page with the I last could three. be convinced to move people around on these three, but, but they're all really, it's really, really tight. Um, I actually have... Christian is 13. What? As bad as he is. Oh my God, no. He as is bad my as he I will is. bury the lead here. He is my number 15. I cannot hate a cast member more than I hate a Christian. I mean, he annoys me more than most cast members. Well, I think that's part of it. But if you if you have me like make this list on most annoying person, absolutely. 100 percent but I think I think the, it's a little of both, right? The whole point of the power rankings is to like it is it's a little your bit of both. own thing. It is a little yeah, bit. it's and your own you thing. However, he, you interpret if it. If you look at what he actually did wrong, right? It was not great. But in in the end of the day, he flirted with too many people. Like he was too flirty with too many people. Like, but I think the problem is is he's disregarding his partner's feelings. Like right. he doesn't give a shit that Cleo feels that way. I'm going to be me. I did nothing wrong. <laughs> this is who I am. Okay. Shitty ass person. So I just, oh, I hate this guy so much. There are very few people that, I mean, honestly, I think I hate him more than Tom. And we all know I, it's been a long time since we've had to see Tom from Tom and Darcy. Mm-hmm. But I hated Tom. Yeah, I mean. I hate this guy more than Tom. He's more annoying than Tom, but I think the other people are. Worse, and I feel I, I, I feel like it's going to come around. So, so what did you have at thirteen? I, I think had we might have Jasmine at thirteen. Okay, so I had Jasmine at fourteen because okay. she's a complete psychopath this season. Yeah, yeah, she's, like that, yeah. and that's it. She was just she was unhinged the entire season. <laughs> yes, like yeah. Um, and you know the screaming and the yelling, and then the coming back and the literally getting on her hands and knees to beg him. Right. Like it was so she was all over the place, just yeah. completely unhinged. And she peed in the hotel jacuzzi. Oh, like, God. <laughs> don't need that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So that leaves the last one. And I suspect, I suspect it's a gender difference because you are, uh, you are annoyed by Christian because you've had to deal with Christians. Oh, and God. I am annoyed with Amanda because she's mean as shit. And yeah. she treated him like shit and pretended like she wasn't. And pretended like he was the one that wasn't good enough for her. Yeah. Like, and that, that kind of feeling of, oh, I'm a prize that must be won. And you just have to take, eat all of the shit that I give you. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, why are you even complaining about that? You should do that. You're not even as good as my dead husband. You should go get me fries at three o'clock in the morning. What? God damn it. She pissed me off. Yeah. Like, so I think it's just like, you know, that's the kind of, it depends on who, which did you have to deal with more Christians in your life or more Amanda's in your life? And I feel like that uh, might be a kind of know. thing that comes up. Yeah. I think, you know, it's like, I've dealt with a lot of Amandas in my life, I would say. And I think the difference, though, is that, you know, it's a lot easier to walk away from the Amandas when they're like, you know, just right. friends and that's or people, the, you know. The, the Christians are the people like the Amandas are the people who I, you know, am feeling out. And I'm like, oh, oh, you're fucking <laughs> awful. Oh, OK. Now I have I, I have I have. Some amount of spent time with what wasted time. Yeah. The Christians don't bother me. 
they don't hit on me, right? I'm just annoyed oh by proxy. Like they leave me alone. And all I have to deal with is looking at stupid Reddit forums and be like, this loser, fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> so as annoying as he is, it's like doesn't have that visceral personal Oh, experience yeah, I really behind hate it, that guy. You know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, so uh, do you have a life lesson for the group? Um, I should have a life lesson. I mean, <laughs> as, as far as everybody, it's just like you have to be careful with, you know, trying to – and I feel like – put it this way. But Adam, Amanda, the two people we both agree were yeah. at least bottom three, yes. right? Both of them were like – both of them at the beginning of the tell-all said they got the bad edit, right? Right, And they got right. the thing. And it's like... Things did not get better for you. People attack you. So I guess it goes to Christian more or less better. People can attack you for being you when what you're... De- if you define your personality as being an asshat. Like... God. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm just being me. So what you're telling me is you... Your personality is completely based on being a thoughtless jerk. That's God. who you are and can't be changed. Like, don't, don't, don't be that guy. <laughs> yeah, stupid. Uh, mine actually applies to a bunch of people. I feel like David, or sorry, not David, um, uh, Statler, Dempsey, mm-hmm. and uh, Rasvin. It's like, just don't lie to yourself or your partner to continue with your relationship if the truth would be a deal breaker. Yeah, yeah. that's true. It's like, we got to, we got to hammer this out now. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. All right. So that is the end of this season. So we will be back next week with uh, just regular 90 Day Fiance. Regular OG 90 Day Fiance. Almost all new couples. Only Jasmine and Gino are the only returners. Uh, Everybody else is new. So that should be exciting. Yeah, that'll be interesting. And Mm -hmm. then I saw that uh, Family Chantel is coming back for one last season. Oh, is uh, it? I don't know when that's starting. Um, my guess is probably after I the mean, last Pedro resort. Is going to be in it at all? Well, yeah. It's about them trying to decouple themselves. Oh. Hmm. Right? So they're going through divorce, and I think it might even be a little bit of the single life where they're trying oh, to d- put trying themselves to out people? there. Okay. Date. Hmm. Well, he's Pedro is. And then I think Darcy <laughs> and Stacy are coming back as well. Okay. For another season. So we got a couple spinoffs coming up. So... Lots of 90-day content coming up. Mm-hmm, for sure. All right. So, but we'll be back this time next week with uh, the season premiere of 90 Day Fiance. Yep. So, until then. Talk to everybody then. Okay. okay bye. Bye. Bye.